Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Everyone, Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church and thank you for joining with us for another great My Story service. I love these opportunities and these moments to be able to, I guess, look outside of Uh, the normal part of life and see what God has been doing in someone's life. I believe that every person has a story and I believe you've got one as well. And I pray that you're going to let God continue to take you on as my guests in this My Story segment uh, will be able to share with you. But before we do that, you know that we always want to take a moment to pray and to ask God's blessing on your giving. We believe here at Metro that your giving is significant to God. We believe that it's therefore significant for you and it certainly is for us. And that's why we always take this moment to pray and say, God, would you bring such a, an increase of blessing over people's lives so that we can do even more? You know, there seems to be no end of vision. I know that uh, last Sunday will be for you now, Future Sunday, where we took a moment in the morning service to be able to share some of what we believe God has just over the horizon for us here at Metro. You can access that, by the way, just go to our Metro Church WA YouTube channel and search for Future Sunday. You'll find it there. The info night that I referenced there is actually this week, Thursday night, the 16th of February, 2023. And if you would like to come and be a part of that info night, 7.30 p.m. on the Thursday, then just simply email us info at metrochurch.org.au and we would love to let you know how you can be a part of that. Of course, coming up at Easter time is going to be our Deeper Stronger Convention. It's going to be an amazing, amazing weekend, I believe, of God touching lives. He's been doing it for thousands of years. He'll continue to do it until Jesus returns. But let me just pray over your significant giving. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you are doing. Lord, we are so blessed. We are so amazed at the opportunities you give us to be a part of what you are doing through faith, through prayer, through our energy, our time, but Lord, also through our giving. Lord, I don't believe that money is carnal. I believe money can be intensely spiritual when it's directed into the things of God, into your purposes for our life. So Father, I pray that you'll bless every person giving. Let their home and their business life be thoroughly blessed by you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, here's my story. And I want to welcome into our studio today some people that I've come to know and love very deeply. And that's none other than Taz and Christine Pinjelli. And I think it's a joy to have you here with us. Thank you for agreeing to let us interview you and talk to you about some of what your life has been like before Christ and now certainly in Christ. What a remarkable change. In a little while, Taz, I'm going to show some people some of your outstanding art, which quite frankly, I think is world class. I'll be amazed if after this, there aren't a raft of people saying, I'd like to buy a copy of that. So, uh, you know, just send the commission my way if you want. 
Yeah. Oh, not really. Hey, thank you so much, though. You've been a part of Metro for a number of years now, and it's just, I just love it. I love being able to sit with people and realize that every single one of us are on a journey with God, you know, that none of us have arrived yet. I'll come to that again a little bit later. But, Tez, if I can just start with you, you were born in Geraldton, is that right? No, Wickham. Oh, Wickham. Okay. But you grew up in Geraldton? Is that the way it was? Yes, both Geraldton and Perth. Okay. A lot of time in Three Springs. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's a pretty big metropolis, Three Springs. Definitely. I I remember the first time I ever drove north seeing the sign for Three Springs and thinking, because it's such a big sign on the highway, I thought, wow, this is going to be a big place. And it's like, a service station and yep. nothing else. Yeah, you uh, can pretty much walk around the whole town in like half an hour, an hour's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what that's like. It seems to me there's a lot of those kinds of places in WA. And if you've never been to Western Australia, trust me, there's a lot of empty spaces between places. Um, but without us going into too much of the detail, you were raised in a single parent family that had a lot of pain a lot of dysfunction, a lot of, well, brokenness, really, um, which cannot have been easy for you in your life. You know, you didn't grow up in a home where love was the normal expression. And, Unfortunately not. But, you know, can I say to you, Taz, I think that's good for everyone to hear because I've met some people who think that Christians are all people who grew up in nice homes and nice families and, you know, it was like, well, it's easy for you because you always had this good life. And I go, actually, no, there's just as many people in this church who've come from the kind of places you've been in your life. So growing up as a as a boy and then a young man without the kind of models of manhood and fatherhood that we wish that we all had or that everyone had. You didn't grow up with that. And schooling wasn't either a great escape for you either, was it? It wasn't like you loved school. Unfortunately not. Home wasn't, was horrid, but I also hated going to school because I'd get the same treatment there. You told me the other day that being bullied was a big part of your life initially at school. Unfortunately. Mm. Pretty much from day one all the way up to high school, was pretty much bullied every single day. Wow. Wow. And unfortunately, the hatred, the rage that built up all those years, unfortunately got unleashed one day in high school and... Which is where the Taz nickname came from, so I hear. (laughs) Unfortunately, when I unleashed on this one bully, word got round that even though I was tiny at the time, I was quite savage and when I did what I did to that bully, word got round that I attacked him like a Tasman, like the animal, the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> and that's where the name came from and it stuck with me ever since. Wow. And from that moment on, word got round, if you were getting bullied, just go see Taz, he'll protect you. 
Wow. Um, Isn't that amazing that right back there you became the protector of other people, though? It wasn't just about you surviving. Right back there, the seed of blessing other people was inside your life and people started looking up to you. I didn't think of it that at the moment, at the time. I just mm. thought of it as I became the bully for the bullies. Yeah, well. Someone was getting picked on, I'd go. I think one of the things that a lot of times people don't understand unless you've been bullied is not just what it does to you physically, you know, the attacks on you physically, but what it does inside of you and to the sense of who you are, that kind of emotional, as you said, it became rage inside of you. But Cute. there's a, an unfairness to it all that builds up as well, isn't there? Yeah, unfairness, um, a pure hatred for everyone and everything. And wow. Bottling up was the worst thing I did and wow. just unleashed. Wow. Mind you, as I understand, at that time there weren't that many options for you in terms of people you could turn to in your world or life that would have been able to guide you through it. You didn't have that at home. It wasn't like you could go home and say, hey, mum, dad, this is what's going on, uh, this is what's wrong. You pretty much had no one to turn to. Kind of true. Um, there was only one that I grew up with, a girl, Tani, mm -hmm. but because she loved rocks and that so much, she was, she, she, she was also known as Roxy. Oh, but she was the only one that cared whether I lived or died. Wow. Amazing. Until you met Christine, huh? Mm-hmm. You told me the other day that meeting Christine saved your life. And... Uh, yep, pretty much. And you've been married now for uh, 15 or years. Is it 15? Yeah. About, about 2008. Yeah, good on you. Well done. About, yeah, about 15 years too long. <laughs> so let me ask you about your uh, your art because, well, actually, I think it's just easiest if I show everyone. I'm going to show them one that you turned up at church the other week and gave this to Pastor Bruce, who a lot of people are part of uh, my story. They'll know who Pastor Bruce is. He often does mingle time and ministry time, etc., and preaches here from time to time as well. But he's a bit of a trekkie which I only discovered a few years ago. I remember trying to find a great gift for Bruce for Christmas or a birthday or something. And I remember asking his wife, Robin, and she told me about the fact that he was a bit of a trekkie. So I went and found uh, some place where collectibles were and I bought him one. But you turned up at church and gave this amazing painting to Pastor Bruce. And I was there when you gave it to him and I saw his reaction, which was amazement and wonder, the quality of it. And you've got it signed here to Pastor Bruce. I hope you like your tune, Taz. But the detail in this is quite remarkable and is obviously a pretty phenomenal talent. So when I ask, well, you, you don't have to be too humble, but... You, you are incredibly talented. I've seen some of the cartoons that you did um, years ago. I remember seeing those and thinking, well, this guy's you know, obviously got a gift. But when did that kind of start for you? Was it primary school? Uh, 
pretty much. Yeah, pretty much primary school it all started. Mm. And was just one of my ways of escaping all the end of life and pretty much my own way of escaping. Wow. So there was so much pain in your life at that time that drawing things that were from another world, because I've seen some of your albums of pictures that are about mythical creatures or about superheroes. And, you know, some kids escape into sport, some kids escape into their books, uh, etc. For you, art became your way of tapping in outside of the pain of the world that you had to live in every day. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, so sometimes I just doodle something to escape it. Sometimes I'd, like, let's say, my rage, I'd manifest that into a physical form or something. Or wow. I guess it just depended on the mood I was in at the time. So did you, have you had formal art training? None whatsoever. I just taught myself. That's amazing. So this picture here, how long would that take you to do? That one there took me about two, maybe two and a half months. And tell us how you go about drawing. That's the Starship Enterprise, I think, isn't it? Yeah. And is that the Earth? Yep. So seriously, like Mitchell put up a, a clearer picture of this for everyone to see, but like... I'm, I'm really close to it. The level of detail, it looks like someone's taken a photo, but it's not a photo. You drew this. Mm-hmm. So tell us, how, you, how do you draw that? Well, it all starts on pencil and paper. Sk- really? Sketch out what, 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 what I want. And so, sometimes I'll get that frustrated. I'll tear it up and throw oh, really? it away. <laughs> I want things to be perfect. Oh, well. So, But once I've done... What I like, I'll get it scanned into the laptop right. and use Photoshop to add the colours to wow. it because I, I kind of find Photoshop easier to blend colours and that than it is with pencil. But Photoshop doesn't draw it. You do the drawing. Yep. Photoshop just does the colouring, which is why I wanted to show everyone this one here, which you gave to me on the same day you gave that one to Bruce and this picture of what you imagine Jesus to look like mm-hmm. is, again, an outstanding piece of art that you drew this? Yep. You just drew that out of your own heart and your own imagination? Same way, penciled, pe- penciled it. Once I was happy with it, I scanned it in, add the computer colours to it. Wow. Remarkable. Thank you for the gift, by the way. This is going to become a treasure for me. This will hang probably in my office or in my home. And um, I'm pretty sure I got you to sign it. Oh, there you are. Yes, you've signed it. I, I asked Taz to sign this because I said one day it's going to be worth a fortune. So uh, thank you for Not that I'm selling it, uh, but thank you for that. But uh, can I ask a question? You know, you've got Jesus with a tear in his eye. Why did that what, what did that mean to you, for Jesus to have a tear in his eye? I think at the time I was thinking of all the... That's the right way of putting it. Pretty much all the pain, mm-hmm. all the hurt in the world. Wow. All the suffering that people have to go through. Wow. And was thinking... 
what what better way to show that pain but with a single tear? Thank you for saying that. And, you know, you didn't even know I was going to ask you the question, but so many people think God's angry at them or angry at the world. They think God is just waiting to hurt them. And I love the fact that you showed something of the true heart of Jesus without all the biblical knowledge perhaps that someone could amass if they went to Bible college or something, but just you as a follower of Jesus yourself going, this is the God I've come to know, is someone who cares about people and who looks at their brokenness and he sheds a tear. He's not glad for their brokenness. He's He suffers along with them or did suffer for us. And I, th I think that very beautifully shows something of the great heart of God. So think of that. I think you're going to have uh, orders come in for people to go, how do I get my copy of it? So if I've started you off in a business, just uh, that's <laughs> my pleasure. Um, can I ask you about that? Because I know that uh, further along in your life, it's not just been the pain of an upbringing that was uh, dysfunctional, but then uh, several years ago, you were diagnosed with leukemia, uh, a cancer of the blood. Um, you got treatment for that and then it, seemed to have gotten better, but then it came back in a second bout. Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, was that, what, 2010? No, no, later than that, wasn't it? First one, yeah, ha happened in the end of 2010. Right. But it came back pretty much exactly a year later in 2011. Wow. And because I needed a bone marrow transplant, they couldn't find one. Wow. So... By this time, unfortunately, I was done. Wow. The fuel, the tank was empty, had nothing left. Wow. So I thought, what the, what the hell? I'll try it. I asked God, I can't do this by myself anymore. Can I have some help? And my body must have been that tired or exhausted because I must have passed out and fell asleep. Next thing I know, it's about 2, maybe 2.30 in the morning, with this one next to me waking me up, the doctor had charged in, Taz, we found one. Wow. He told me that he, they found a match. In Germany, 99% match. Wow. wow. And at that moment, I knew... He heard me. Wow, that's amazing. I remember coming to visit you in the hospital. Both of you were there. I still remember the room that we were in and Christine, you were telling me about Taz's condition and the pain had increased and he'd lost most of the use of his legs, is that right? Um, in there and um, we prayed together in the room. You know, you with all of the tubes hanging out of you and the, the infuser pumps and whatever. And it seemed to me that there was, Christine, is that right? There was a turning point at yes. that God intervened. Yes, there was. Wow. Because they couldn't find what was wrong. Right. They did test after test and they, the test couldn't pick it up. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and the doctors seemed like because he lost heaps of weight. Yeah, 20 or 30 kilos. Yeah, within a couple of weeks. Wow. 
and he was wasting away. Yeah. And just when you came to pray mm. and spend time, that's when it all, when things started picking up. Yeah. yeah. I just think again, you know, the goodness of God is always so, and the gentleness of God, you know what I mean? I, I've often said God is kinder than most people are. You know, people can let you down or hurt you, but he says that he'll look after us. and He says, I'll lead you tenderly. And I know that for both of you, that's been a big part of your walk with God is discovering that whatever pain there's been in your life, you can come to a God who's safe. Mm. You can come to a God who won't treat you badly. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you, Christine, because mm. you're probably one of the most prolific users of our prayer team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, not, that's just, I think, a great thing. You've often emailed and said, oh, can I get prayer for this? And we send it straight off to mm -hmm. our great army of praises. I think there's about 30 people who are so committed to pray that the moment they get it, they'll start praying and they will pray every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and many of them will take a considerable amount of time out of their day. Can I ask you, obviously you have a, a confidence that God will hear mm -hmm. when we ask for his help. Mm -hmm. How important is having a prayer team that you're not just you and Taz on your own trying to battle through, but there's other people that help you? It's important to have support. There's a scripture, I don't know where it is, but it says a three-fold cord. Yeah. And it's important to be covered in prayer. Yeah, well. To know that someone else, you're not on your own. Yeah, good on you. That someone else cares. Yeah. And it's a loving, um, we feel like you are our home. Yeah, well. We feel like we're home, we're loved, and we're surrounded by love. Yeah, well. How much do the does the atmosphere like you come to church? There was a long period of time where you were online only with us, but and I realise that some people can't come, and no. that's for a whole lot of reasons. That's fine. We've got people on oil rigs out in the middle of the ocean who yeah. are online with us, etc. But how how is it for you guys coming actually to the building? And there's people around about you, and we have the moments that where we greet one another, you turn around and say hi. What's that mean for you? It means that um, we've never had it before wow. until we started coming here because people, um, you don't go to church for people, mm. but some people in churches are not always mm. like you guys. Mm. Um, but it means so much to have a family. Yeah, wow. Yeah, when you've grown up without, like you can have a family, but you can be orphaned. That is so beautiful, so yeah. powerful. That's yeah. amazing. And and for me, it's been been to several churches before, mm. and I've always had the knife start stuck start in the back. Wow. And when I when Christine brought me here with with some of her family, I was actually ex waiting for the knife to come out. Mm. Weeks turned into months, months turned into years, and the and the knife never came out. And well, I hope it never ever does. We're not perfect, but we are. We certainly try our best to love God and love people here. And 
being here with you guys and everyone else out there. Believe it or not, kind of feels like home. Wow. What I like about it also is that you don't judge. You set people for who they are mm. and where they're at. Mm. Mm. Well, I think, again, that comes back to the same thing that you and I have talked about a few times is that we're all on the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you need more mercy than I do. I don't think you need more grace than I do. I think we all do. Mm -hmm. I think every single one of us, the team that are helping us here today and recording this, we're all exactly the same. None of us have arrived. None of us are perfect. I love that passage in Philippians chapter 3 where... Uh, the Apostle Paul, who is like, he, if anyone ought to be able to say, I've, I've got there, I've made it, it ought to be him. Mm -hmm. And yet he says, I don't consider myself to have arrived, to have reached perfection where I ought to get. You talked before about your art and about wanting it to be perfect mm -hmm. and, I, and continuing to work. Think about this, I mean, you keep working until you get that thing just perfect. Yeah. Well, you imagine that the God of, of heaven, who himself is the greatest artist that's ever been, he thinks the same about you and about I. But rather than tearing up the piece of artwork and throwing it away, he goes, no, I'm just going to keep adjusting that mm -hmm. until it gets to where I know it can be. And that's what obviously he's done with your life. I want to say thank you to both of you for not stopping. You know, I know a bit more of the detail of your story than what we want to take you through today. Mm -hmm. But the upbringing, Taz, and some of the, I was going to say speed bumps, but they weren't speed bumps. They weren't even roadblocks. They were like someone had blown up the road mm -hmm. uh, in your life. And for you, Christine, those times when it would have been easy just to give up and go, you know, to heck with everybody. Who cares? I'm just going to live my life. But you haven't done that. And for you to continue using Taz, your talent, to produce stuff like this, to give away as a blessing to somebody, I go, that is amazing. Thank you for not quitting. Mm -hmm. Thank you for not just letting the bullying people out of your life of the early days or the lack of love, as you've just said, Christine, being in a family but feeling like an orphan in it. Thank you for not just giving up and saying, well, it's too hard, but you kept on going. Thank you for trusting us for the days and the weeks and the months so that we go on the journey and you go, actually, maybe this place is the family I never had. So thank you for that. Well, you can either, you got a choice. You can either let it control you or be determined not to let it control you. Yeah, well. And I'd rather choose not to let it control you. Well done. And the way I see it, they can knock me down as hard as they want. They can destroy me, obliterate me if they want, but it's how hard you get back up well, and well, fight, well, and that's what I intend to do. Good on you. Can I ask you just finally, because um, I asked you, was there a scripture, a verse of the Bible that was like your favourite? Mm -hmm. And you came back and said it's um, 23, is that right? So verse 4? I think that's the one. You know, I had a, a journey through cancer years and years ago and Psalm 23 was mm. my chapter that I just loved every day. 
not out of brokenness or anything, but just out of trusting God. Because he says in verse 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. And that's a bit of what you were just saying a moment ago about the people that bully you or knock you down. But if you're going to walk with God out of there, uh, even the valley of the shadow of death isn't something you fear. Is mm-hmm. that why that scripture means so much to you? Pretty much. Wow. Um, with all the attacks, all the bullying, mm. all the everything that happened, no, no matter how many times I got knocked down, he was there to help help me get back up. So, Wonderful. so I thought, no, if I if I'm if I'm going down, I'm getting right back up. Good on you. That's awesome. <laughs> and hey, leukemia wasn't able to knock you down or keep you down either. So thank God for that. Can I just um, pray together with you and with others that are here because. We love the fact that you have leaned in. You know, it's one thing for you to say, I'll get back up again. But I know, Christine, for you, the prayer team, you've reached out for help. It would be just so easy again to live in a little kind of a bubble called me Mm. and just go, I'll just tough it out on my own. But both of you, obviously, Taz, this picture you've drawn of Jesus says to me that you are not just thinking, I'm on my own here, Mm. it's all up to me. But you're able to lean in on Christ you were able to say, I'm looking to you. You said before, he was there with me the whole way. It's pretty powerful. So It's hard to watch when someone you love go through what he went through, and you can't do take away the pain. You can't do anything. You can't take his place when you want to. Yeah, well. Well, you certainly leaned into the prayer team, and thank you to all the prayer people in this church who keep praying and loving people and loving God. And I love the fact that sometimes if your faith might be, as you said before, I'm spent, I've got nothing. There's a scripture that says, when mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the story of Taz and Christine Pringelli is, when mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Mm-hmm. He's looked after you and got you to a great space now and where you are. So thank you for that. Thank you for your love and your support here at Metro for the people. God bless you. I think that's pretty awesome. I do try my best. All right. That's awesome. Well, we're going to pray together. And uh, I want to talk for for just a minute, though, to people that maybe you hear this story and maybe yours is like Taz and Christine's. You just go, I'm in a world of pain. There doesn't seem to be any hope. I don't know who I could possibly ask for help. Maybe the other side of it is that you're in a great space though and you go, hey, life's going good and I'm winning. I'd say that's awesome. Um, I know this, that no matter who you are, this Jesus, the one with his tear in in the eye, he's looking for you. Jesus is not going, well, too bad, I hope you make it. He's looking at you and saying, I want to be a part of your world and a part of your life. I love the fact that he... In your picture, Taz, he's showing his compassion. Mm. Uh, The Bible talks to us again and again about the fact that he knows our frame, our our makeup. He knows that where our humanity is flawed and has got, uh, you know, there's things in there that we don't know what to deal with. 
And the Bible says that if we will just open up our heart and allow Jesus in, that he will walk through us, with us, as your Psalm 23 verse 4 says. He'll walk with us even if it's through the valley of the shadow of death. And you might say, well, how do I engage with God? How do I find God? I've talked to people all different backgrounds and parts of life, all ages and, and circumstances, and they've said to me, Jeff, but how do I find God? How do I do it? You know, do I need to go to that church or that one? Is it a church? I go, no, it's not a church. It's a person called Jesus. And he stands at the door, the Bible says, the door of your life, and he knocks and wants to come in and to be with you. And I would love to help you do that. If you would like to say yes to Jesus, it's as simple as that. You say, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. And I'd love to help you do that. In a minute, after I pray, you can go to our yes text line, 0488 If you're in Australia, you can text yes, just Y-E-S to that number. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like our help via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and we will send you the next day, whether no matter which method you choose, we will send you a Bible verse and a prayer they're both different every single day. Now you need to know we're not going to you know, spam you or find your details or anything. We simply want to be a part of your journey forward, much as Taz and Christine have allowed us the privilege in person of being a part of your journey of growth with God. We want to be a part of that. And we'll send that to you free every day for 30 days. And then there's more options if you want to continue after that. And they're all free too, by the way. Uh, but if you would like to say yes to Jesus, why don't you let me pray with you right now where you are? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that there is no life so broken that you don't care. There is no situation so painful that you will ignore it. You want to be there for us. I thank you, Lord, for the people who have been a part of Taz and Christine's journey to bring them to this point that they're at. And Lord, it's just the beginning of all that you want to do in their life and for them. But Father, right now, the three of us are praying for those people on the other side of this uh, My Story segment, people that are saying, I want to know God. Lord Jesus, I pray that they will know that you're speaking to them, that their simple yes given in sincerity to you can be the beginning of a great life with you, a great walk with you, I thank you, Lord, that as Taz has reminded us, you will walk with us even through the valley of the shadow of death. So, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So please send us that yes, 0488 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. It would be remiss of me if I don't point out that you can contact us for prayer anytime, either through our app, Go there and it's got prayer listed and you can send us through and straight away people will begin praying. Or of course you can go to prayer at metrochurch.org.au and again they will be passed on to those people who begin immediately praying for you. You don't need to tell us all your details, that's not what it's about. Just tell us enough so people can pray in a, in a sensible and practical way for you. Uh, we would love to be a part of doing that in your life. Taz and Christine, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for all that you do and being a part of the family of God here at Metro Church. 
And we pray that God will keep blessing you in mighty, mighty ways. In Jesus' name, thank you. Our pleasure. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining with us. Don't forget that uh, the Info Night's coming up this week. If you'd like to be a part of that, contact us, info at metrochurch.org.au. Um, or don't forget as well, Deeper Stronger Convention right through Easter. God bless you. Hope we see you again somewhere soon. God bless. Mm-hmm.